Welcome to Go to Trash episode 228, The Master by Paul Thomas Anderson. My name is Eric and I'm here to review this movie. Uh, it was, uh... How about it? What? How about, how about me? What am I here for? Who are... What? I'm, I'm the new co-host. Oh, I, I do this show by myself. I, yeah, I listened last week and it seemed like it was missing something. No, no, I, I'm pretty sure I just do this show and just talk and talk and talk <laughs> and say um and uh a lot. <laughs> um, well. Like that, yeah. I, well, maybe, maybe you could, uh, you could use like, you remember in like the probably early 40s when they wanted to have a spin on Batman and make him more friendly and consumer, you know, Popular, you know, popular with the consumers. I'm pretty sure that never worked out. They brought in Robin. Yeah, that didn't work out. They killed him. <laughs> but then they realized the error of their ways, and they brought in a new Robin. Oh, well, that seems uh, dumb. So you could bring me in, like, you know, I, I could be your Robin, uh-huh. and then 40 years could go by, 50 years, and you could you could have someone beat me to death with a crowbar. Um, well, that, that does appeal to me. Yeah. All right, okay, this is... Just a temporary 40-year experiment. Okay, it's trial run. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have a co-host now. Okay. Okay, what's your name, sir? I am Jason. You you are uh, you are supposed to appeal to children. That's right. That's okay. why I'm dressed in these flamboyant colors. And uh, showing your bare legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Freshly shaven. <laughs> Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I missed you last time. I missed you too. Yeah. You, uh, you're the only person that listened to the uh, solo episode. And, um, so, so you heard how awkward that was. It was no more awkward than normal. (laughs) You. Oh, there's, uh, nothing worse than listening to someone who is just constantly laughing at his own jokes. I don't know. It always cracked me up when Eddie Murphy did it on, on stand up. <laughs> you know, I've never seen any Eddie Murphy stand up. Oh my gosh, really? Man. Yeah. Uh, Delirious, right? That's him. And, uh, Raw. I remember Raw being like mind blowing when I was a kid. Never saw it. Oh. We should, that's what we should watch next time. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Can we review a comedy ep- like, like, like a, Two-hour stand-up performance. Yeah, it's I not, don't know. It's, it's not a movie. It's it's not a story or a right a world of its own. You know. I mean, depending, I guess. Like, because some comedians they they can, you know, they they do their show as basically a, a sort of one-man show type performance in which there's like an arch. Yeah, but I've not seen, a lot. I've seen some like that, but yeah, I don't think Raw was like that. Yeah, right. I think mean, it was just as many like dick jokes as <laughs> as they could <laughs> put in there. VD jokes, a lot of VD jokes. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe not. Right. Well, you could just watch it sometime. No, no that'd over, be fine. Or we're drawing or something. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. Because but... we wouldn't have to actually watch it. Right. You know, we could just listen to it. Right. Okay. Wow, we figured out our life path from now. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good to have you back, sir. Oh, good to be back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was no gutter trash for me. Right. Last weekend. Uh, and, and sadly, there was one for me. <laughs> it was a surprise. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, well, I was going to do something. I thought that, uh, uh, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but, you know, you were at space, and I, I came up and visited you for a couple hours. And I thought while I was there, maybe I would get a little more uh, uh, recording done there, you know, uh, just right. between, you know, you, me, and uh, Brian, and, uh, you know, me. Attempting to uh, confront people and ask them dumb questions, right? But I did not, nah, because <laughs> my my social anxiety kicked in full gear, ah. and also drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, usually the drunk battles the social anxiety. Usually, uh, maybe I just wasn't drunk enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's the safe answer to most questions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, why didn't you get all these papers filed? Wasn't drunk enough. Yep. <laughs> maybe I just wasn't drunk on the right stuff. Oh. Maybe I should have been drinking some sort of uh, poisonous concoction uh, made out of uh, paint thinner and other things. Yeah. Like in the movie The Master. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good segue. By Paul W.S. Anderson. What's the... The director of Resident Evil. No. Uh, Horizon. I don't think that's the same... No, I think it's a different guy. Uh, you sure? Uh-huh. Pretty sure. I think this is the guy that does the artsier movies. There's artsier movies than Resident Evil out there, believe it or not. Huh. That's... I, would, I do find that hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. No, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Is that the other guy? Is the other guy's real name? The other guy is Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah. Huh. He's got four names. Yeah. What's the W? I don't know. Yeah. Nobody cares. Right? Not really. Yeah. He cares and Mila Jovovich cares. Oh, yeah. Because that's their paycheck. Because they're married. Are they really? Yeah. Well, let's figure or, At least at one point in time they were. Hmm. They may not be anymore. I don't know. I don't follow the lives of celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Especially the ones who make terrible movies. <laughs> like both Paul W.S. Anderson and Mila Jovovich. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say both Paul Andersons. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Thomas Anderson has made some good movies. Yeah. I've seen quite a few of them. Right. Such as Boogie Nights. Uh, you like Punch Drunk Love? Punch Drunk Love. Thank you. Um, uh, but, but, but feels like there's one that was in between those two. Um, Magnolia. Magnolia, yeah, that's right. And uh, then, of course, uh, but there, there Will, will Be Blood. blood. And uh, there's one I haven't seen. Hard Eight? Havoc? Hmm. Something? I can't remember. Um, there was a movie, I think, prior Ernest, to Boogie Nights. Ernest Goes to Jail? Yeah, Ernest Goes to Jail. I think it's called Hard Eight, actually. Hard Eight's uh, like a 70s Dustin Hoffman movie, I think. What? Oh, no, I'm just thinking of Straight Time. What's Hard Eight? What the uh, hell is... I don't think that's Paul Diamond Anderson. I think I think I'm... He's looking at no. This is unprecedented. This is oh, unprecedented. My oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Things are happening. 
<laughs> I'm going to the internet, people. Oh, we're live on the internet. <laughs> Where? Trending. I need to bring my keyboard down here. Trending right now is uh, <laughs> Smurfette in a loincloth. No, that's not really trending. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to bother me if I don't find out, so I Heart apologize. Eight. I'm thinking Heart 8 was like, was that a... Uh, what's his name? Edward Bunker, maybe? Maybe. I don't know who the hell that is. He's a writer. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what? <laughs> Did he directed an or something on Saturday Night Live. Paul Thomas once. Anderson. Yes. That's weird. That is very weird. Oh, Hard wait. Eight. Yes. Really. Uh, nineteen ninety six movie. I'm thinking of a different thing. Uh, he also directed a movie called Cigarettes and Coffee. I've never seen or heard of. Oh, that was Jim Jarmusch. Uh, yeah. Hard Eight, starring Philip Baker Hall, John C. Riley, Gwyneth Paltrow, Samuel F. Chat, Samuel L. Jackson, F. William Parker, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and other people. Wow, never heard of it. Yep. It huh. is a crime drama. Who Does it say who wrote it? Paul Thomas Anderson. Weird. Okay. Uh, and then Cigarettes and Coffee... Is a short film. Okay. Hard eight, huh? Yep. So Paul Tom or Paul Thomas Anderson movies have had uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in them four times, I guess. Uh, Magnolia. Hard eight. Boogie Nights. Magnolia. Punch Drunk Love. Oh, Punch Drunk Love too. Wow. Yeah. So five. Yeah, yeah. He was not in uh, There Will Be Blood. Hmm. So it's like the he's been out of one big one. Wow. Maybe he was uh, doing, like, Big Lebowski that year or something. What? <laughs> Big Lebowski was, came out in, like, 1993, 94, something yeah. like that. When did Punch Drunk Love come out? Like, 2001. Oh. And, really? And also, he was in that. Oh, which one wasn't he in? Uh, the, uh, there Will Be Blood. Oh, There Will Be Blood. Which was 2007. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Can I do this show with someone else now? <laughs> Uh, I, you need that crowbar. We need that crowbar now, yeah. And the the one nine hundred number. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh. What was that other name that you said? Edith Bunker, something like that. Edward Bunker. Edward Bunker. Isn't that the guy who was in uh, Reservoir Dogs? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he wrote a couple of movies, like Animal Factory and something else. Okay. Um, he was like a prisoner for a long time. Right? Yeah, and yeah. became a writer. He's dead. Way to go. You killed him. I, when did he die? 2005. Oh, when they were making Punch Drunk Love? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he uh, he was in Best of the Best too, so, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Uh, oh. Runaway Train, okay. And Street Time. There we go. That's street. what you were talking about. Yeah, Street Time. That's a good movie. I've never seen it. Never heard of it. I've heard of Runaway Train. It's good song. I've seen Reservoir Dogs. Uh, Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum and Eric Roberts, the team up everybody wants. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. All We're right. done internetting. We are done internetting. Uh, because that went so well. We apologize to everyone. Uh, uh, boy. We're dumb. Oh, yeah. Okay. I right. was thinking uh, when the credits started rolling on the master... The first thing that popped in my head was, we're probably too dumb to review this movie. 
I was thinking that through pretty much the entire movie. Um, we're we're gonna give it a shot, mm-hmm. maybe. Yep. Um. So yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. He makes some odd films. This man does. Yeah. Some some uh, a, a wide variety of of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. They kind of have a similar central character usually it's usually like some disenfranchised just a broken person yeah 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 Yeah, like pretty much everyone i can think of yeah yeah uh yeah i mean i don't know that dirk diggler was uh so much broken oh i mean he's naive and he had a horrible family life and like yeah like but but weirdly optimistic throughout that entire movie well if your dick was that big well that's true yeah, yeah, yeah. Optimism would, would, would you know, self confidence sprout from your dick hole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, fair point. <laughs> uh, I mean, we never did see uh, Freddie Qualls's penis, but I'd imagine it wasn't quite as big. Probably not. Qualls was his last name. Quills. Quills. I was thinking of DJ Qualls. Yeah. He's my him and DJ Ingo are my two favorite DJs. I don't know who that is. Uh, Jamie Foxx played him in the movie. No. Okay. Yeah. Was it Collateral? <laughs> no. It was the Cowboy movie. Okay. Never mind. Oh. It's a terrible joke. Yes, it was. Also, I didn't hear you correctly. Oh, okay. I thought you said, like, DJ Anglo. Anglo. <laughs> That'd be interesting. And thought it was, like, an actual, like, DJ for some, like, weird... Anglo-Saxon man. Right, yeah. You're into some weird shit sometimes. Sure, why not? You know, uh, like, you know, I thought it was like some sort of like D Hetwerp type uh, (laughs) outfit. (laughs) Uh, but now I, now I get your dumb joke. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The master. The master. Huh. Oh, um, where, so, um, it's about how, <laughs> what, it's about, about a man, uh, yeah, no, no, let's restart, it's, it's about two men, yeah, oh yeah, good call, yeah, two men, <laughs> we're getting, we're getting somewhere, uh, one of those men is, uh, broken, uh, and the other man is, um, a con artist. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, ben- a manipulative, uh, genius, maybe. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very charismatic. Oh, yes. Um, who, uh, may or may not, uh, su- supposedly represent, uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Okay. May or may not. What's his name? Something Dodd. Langston Dodd. Lancaster Dodd. Lancaster. Played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Very well, too. Okay. He's, he's, he's a great actor. Yeah. Yes, he is. I love that guy. He is very good in most of the things I've seen him in. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, he's one of those actors that, uh, like, you know, if you're just, like, flipping through, like, TV, and uh, there's a movie on, and then suddenly there's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like he's, Twister. He's been, oh yeah, he's been in a ton of things. 
he's been in a ton of things, that being the pinnacle. So you should have just quit then, is what you're saying. I think, no, no. Okay. No. I mean, it's your favorite movie. It is my, it is hand to God, my favorite movie that he's in. No joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's awesome. He was very good. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, there's a reason that he's uh, a well-respected actor because uh, he's he's very good at it. He, he's like one of those five actors on the planet who is a character actor and a leading man. Like he can do either one. I wouldn't say he's a leading man. You think he was? Well, I mean, he was a leading man in this one, sort of. Eh. I mean, he was like he wasn't just a character. With, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just me, but but when I think leading man, I guess like just I go straight for the cliche of the. Lantern jawed, oh, right. you know, oh, I kind of. I mean, like just like the main person in the movie, like Capote, he was the main. Right, person. right, yeah, uh, and yeah, he uh, technically, yes, he is the the leading, you know, man in that. Right, but but yeah, I guess just when I think leading man, I think of Fred McMurray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess technically yes. I should say but central, central, character. central character. Yeah, but, but, he can uh, carry a film. Yeah, fair. Uh, as I think most character actors could, mm-hmm. they just hardly yeah, ever get the chance. Exactly, to. that's yeah. exactly it. Like somehow he's transcended from just being some weird guy that plays a quirky, right, supporting you know, character. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and he does that really well. Right, like like, like in Big Lebowski, Bran is like one of my favorite characters in the movie. He's just hilarious. Right, but uh. But yeah, but he somehow transcended that and has done other stuff too, big bigger roles. Yeah, because because he's quite good at it. Quite good. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how to talk about this movie. It's you know, this is this movie. I don't think I've ever had as as intense of a instance of like starting out going. You know, just a few minutes into the movie, I was like, eh, I don't think I'm going to like this movie. Right. Um, to, like, quickly going, wow, I really like this movie, and back and forth at least four more times during the movie. Right. Like, there was at least three times during the film that I was like, I don't think I like this movie. And there was at least three times in various other times where I was like, I really like this movie. As a whole, not just this this scene, but like, right, right. like oh, it, it brought it back. I like it again. <laughs> and then, like, then a half an hour passed, and I was like, yeah, maybe it's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, for one thing, I can, I can definitely say I don't think it's a piece of shit. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't think I don't whatever know. either of our opinions of, of this movie winds up being, uh, it's never a piece of shit. Because it is incredibly well done. Yeah. Uh, There's definitely times while watching it that I thought it might end up being a piece of shit. Again, I, I don't think that that's possible at all. Uh, you know, I just think that everything about it is is so well done mm-hmm. that uh, it can't possibly be a piece of shit. Uh, but I think due to the subject matter and and just not the performances, but maybe some of the the, the plot or the scenes, you know, it, it borders on not being likable it it borders on like there's parts of it where it's not uh like a like a a well-told story 
Okay. Um, and it's very pretentious in places. Yes. To the point where I was almost like, it's 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 about to stick its head up its own ass, and I'm not gonna like it anymore. Right. Um, and that's that's what I'm talking about. Where like there wasn't a scene that I was watching where I was like, this movie is a piece of shit. Right. There was a, there, but there's plenty of scenes where I was watching that was like, this movie is going to be a piece of shit. Again, and and, and my argument is that it, it's not going to ever be a piece of shit because it is cohesively. You know, it's art. Right. Uh, but I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. That it does get very full of itself. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, oh man, it's, yeah, but I mean, it has so much just intensity to it. Right. And, and like, and not, and not just to say like there's all these scenes where, you know, loud, bombastic things are happening, but like, like tense, very like Paul Thomas Anderson does tense very well, right? And uh, and this has a lot of those kind of anticipatory tense scenes in it, right? And what he's able to do is make that tension just through character interaction. Yeah, I mean, and I would say that this movie probably has slightly more scenes of violence in it than some of his other movies. Although, now that I'm thinking of it, no, maybe not. Uh, Maybe this scene has more, or this movie has more scenes of unnecessary violence. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Simply based on on the uh, Joaquin Phoenix character, uh, Freddie Quills, who uh, is uh, unhinged. Yeah, he's very unhinged. He's ready to blow any moment. Yep. And often does. Yeah. 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 Several times. Over nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so should we talk about the actual story in case, I mean, everybody knows probably cause this movie like was like up for awards and stuff, but I don't recall if it was or not. I'm sure it was. I know it was talked about quite a bit, uh, you know, when it came out, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't hurt to, yeah. to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it'll help us get our bearings. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's never worked in the past on, that, true. on right. that front, but we'll try it again. <laughs> So basically, it's about uh, Freddie Quills, who is a uh, uh, who was a, a soldier in uh, World War II, and the war is over, and now he's just sort of uh, uh, lost. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know if I guess the the sort of the beginning of the movie is showing him basically as. I guess suffering from PTSD. Yeah. You know, or at least what we would now consider PTSD. Uh, then just being, you know, released into the world and, uh, trying to integrate back into society. Right. And, uh, mostly failing at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he winds up, uh, stowing away on a boat. It's like a, yeah, it's like a cruise. It looks like a a small party yacht. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that has been, uh, commandeered by, uh, a man named Lancaster Dodd, who is also referred to as the master. The master. The, the titular master. Yes. Uh, um, who is also a, uh, he's a cult leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has, uh, invented a religion. Uh, that, uh, he has managed to rook a whole bunch of people into, uh, following him. Including on. his family. Right. Yeah. Most of his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, he, he writes books about it. Right. And makes money off of it. Yep. Um, lots of money, because this is 1950, and they talked about, like, the thousands and thousands he got from specific people. Right. So it's pretty, pretty yeah. good. pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, 2013, and I would uh, gladly take thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. from people right now. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Uh, because I am beyond broke. No. Oh. Create a religion, huh? Create a religion. It's occurred to me yeah. that maybe I should. <laughs> it's worked out for a couple people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ron Hubbard. Scientology. Which is what this movie is about, maybe. Not. Thinly veiled, do you think? Uh, that was the thing when this movie came out. It was like, oh, it's Paul Thomas Anderson's movie about Scientology. And, uh, you know, uh, everybody was, uh, on pins and needles. Since, uh, Seemingly a uh, good portion of Hollywood that is uh, oh, sort of yeah. controlled and run by Scientology. Isn't that weird? Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about Scientology other than it's made up and weird. Yeah. I mean, maybe like actors like real, real, you know, fantasy kind of things. They can just be like, <laughs> wow, that sounds like a great role I could play. I don't I don't know. Uh, Why is that? You have to be rich to be a Scientologist? Uh, you, you don't have to be rich, but uh, if you want to... Uh, but you do have to pay to take lessons in order to elevate yourself within the church. Yeah, okay. And so the richer you are, the higher you can uh, be elevated ah. in, the, uh, in the church. You should write that down for your religion. That's a good... <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's in my head. Yeah, yeah it's a good no, staple. Yeah. That, that is a very good starting point, mm. yes. <laughs> more money, more better. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much <laughs> word for word how I have it written down. Oh, <laughs> uh, but we should be careful because the Scientologist will kill us. Oh, yeah. They, they're, are they a violent sort? Uh, they're stealthy sort. Ooh, really? And litigious. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> means they, they like they to sue. sue people. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. But I've never used that word in a sentence <laughs> in my life. <laughs> it may have been the first time I've ever used it. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so, so there was a lot of, uh, when this movie came out, it's about, you know, that, that it was a, a thinly veiled, uh, uh, not so much attack, but portrait of Scientology. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, hmm. and, uh, which I think also garnered some press because, uh, of course he, you know, made Magnolia with, uh, the world's oh, most yeah. famous Scientologist. Don Cheadle? Yes. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise, yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of any other name, just to be funny, and I couldn't. This is why I'm not a comedian. Uh, well, well, you don't have time to be a cult leader and a comedian. That's true. I should really just focus on the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And which one is more lucrative? Cult leader. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's on the, he's on the, the crazy boat. Yes. <laughs> on the crazy boat, figuratively and literally, <laughs> mixing uh, drinks in the in the the basement of the boat. What do you call the basement of the boat? Uh, the bow, the hull, the bow, the, uh, the boiler room. <laughs> I don't know. I'm we're we're not boat people. Yeah, yeah, we're not boat people. Uh, yeah. So basically, he he winds up becoming ingratiated with uh, this cult uh, because he can make hooch. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, he mixes a fine drink. <laughs> Made out of paint thinner and whiskey and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mop water, maybe. I don't right, know. Yeah. I'm not sure what he was putting in there. Uh, I think in an earlier scene, we see him uh, making uh, one of his cocktails out of uh, uh, photography chemicals. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, got him laid. Right. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, makes me wish I had uh, kept up with photography. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get laid and I could make my own alcohol. That's what photography is all about. <laughs> yep. Ansel Adams. That was the name of his uh, biography. Robert Maplethorpe. Yeah, well, that, that may be true. Oh, Robert Maplethorpe. <laughs> Cincinnati's greatest villain. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he was uh, he was not well received when he had. I think it was, was it Piss Christ or something was the name of his photo of like. The crucifix in a jar of urine? Uh, I don't know. Or, I don't know. I it thought was. it was just a photograph of uh, a male fucking another male up the ass. Oh. Yeah, they didn't like that one either. Yeah, they, they really didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what do I know? Because hmm. honestly, when you said Piss Christ, the first thing I thought of was the uh, the Dead Kennedys album cover. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Frankenchrist? Frankenchrist, yeah. 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 yeah Which I'd... is a different thing. H.R. Geeker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He got They got in trouble because they had in, the insert was a right, H.R. Yeah, Geeker. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, really, Geeker. Is that his real name? <laughs> hey, really? <laughs> <laughs> you think of a, a name, hey, really, your art would be more fun. Like, like you do a lot of, like, you know, monochromatic, like, Gary Busey portraits or something. You know, he kind of looks like Gary. H.R. Geeker looks a little bit like. Gary Busey, Google them both, somebody out there. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, a while back I fell into an H.R. Giger hole, in which uh, I was just looking up pictures of his artwork. And uh, you, like I think you can go onto his website and order like office furniture that he designed. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah so it's like this, uh, you know, rapey-looking, uh, you know, skull-fuck alien <laughs> thing. But it's just a desk chair. That's got to be like... A way better version of a power tie. <laughs> when somebody comes in your office, <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, Atkins, come on in here. We need to talk about your future. And he's like, just sit down there in the rape chair. <laughs> uh, if I ever own my own business, or when I start my cult, yeah, you know, it gets off the ground. I'm getting an HR Giger chair. Yeah. <laughs> totally should. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's intimidation. Yes. <laughs> it looks like, yeah, it looks like there's like, what, spinal cords and like weird yep. fluids yep. spraying around. And, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Probably cocks, like sort of like subtle, s- subconsciously yeah. recognizable yeah. Yeah. penetration everywhere. <laughs> uh, the master. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the master. Um, so yeah, he gets into the the religion basically because he can make good alcohol and, right and he has nowhere else to go right yeah he's uh, he's broken and uh this is the the first people that have really accepted him right and sort of in a way allowed him to be who he is right yeah uh of course you know they're also at the same time trying to 
break him at the same time even further, as a cult does. Right, yeah. It, yeah, sort of like brutalize him with more like mental and emotional tests. Right. Um, yeah. Which is how cults work. Yeah. You know, and also the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll never remember. Or, I'll never remember anything. <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget that uh, there was a, a class I took, uh, a sociology class or, or, you know, something, social studies, where, uh, you know, the uh, teacher described uh, basically the process of how you get uh, ingrained into a cult and basically brainwashed, and by, they basically break your will. And then they build you back up into the person they want you to be. And then also said that that is pretty much the exact thing that you do when you join the army. Wow. Is they break your will and then they build you up into be the soldier that they need you to be. Yeah. Yeah. Brainwashing kids. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It happens all the time. Yep. For profit. Usually. I consider this show to be kind of a brainwashing thing. Really? If you listen... To every episode, you'll notice that your will gets broken down piece oh, by piece. I have noticed, yeah, I have yeah. noticed that amongst our listeners. <laughs> and eventually, we'll start building them up. Into our Ooh. super soldiers? Into our super soldiers, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, but of course, a gutter trash super soldier is uh, just a person who sits on a couch and reads comics and watches movies. <laughs> Maybe goes and picks us up a pizza. Right, yeah, yeah. Super Soldier, Maneuver 7, no onions this time. <laughs> That's an extra large with uh, half pepperoni and uh, half uh, mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Maneuver 7. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, half for me, half for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't know how to talk about this. Yeah, story. well, it's fucking crazy and super artsy. Yeah. Um, and I kept thinking about how, how, if, if this was a comic book, it would be like a super indie, like weirdo comic. Oh, yeah. Probably one that you would hate. Probably. If it was a comic. Yeah. Because, you know. Well, usually those are drawn terribly. Right. Yeah. And that goes a long way towards me hating a comic. <laughs> that's, that's why I've found myself a home in the indie comics room. <laughs> Excuse me. But I tell you, if Jim Lee had drawn this uh, movie as a comic, yeah. you know, I'd totally so, be on board. Oh, yeah, you yeah. love that guy. <laughs> but yeah, I kept picturing that. I was like, this could be a fanographics graphic novel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it has some weird... Like, even the the very opening shot, like the, when I was saying a while ago, there was a scene early on where I was like, ah, I'm not going to like this movie. Like, it just opens up with this... Um, I mean, you see, like, the water, and then it cuts to, like, a close-up of um, Freddy's eyes, and it just lingers forever, and I was like, oh, this is going to be way too artsy. It's not... Right. Like, they should have cut and moved on by now, and, like, there's there's a few things like that. I can't think of any other specific instances, but I remember a few different times thinking, like, oh, like, this is too artsy. Cut it and move on or something. Yeah, there, there are definitely a couple of scenes where, yeah, they, they should have... Uh, you know, trimmed them down. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think ultimately I liked this movie. I think I did. Yeah, I think I would watch it again. Yeah. 
because uh, again, you know, I, I go back to the whole thing that you know it's it's clearly not a bad movie, right? Uh, but but it is. It, it, it's not for everybody. It definitely, it's not for everybody. Uh, it's it, but it, yeah, I think it feels like sometimes it feels like it's two different movies. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, one, like one about each of the main two. Yeah, yeah, and, and like it can't really decide, you know, which it should focus on. Uh, hmm, that's interesting. Wait, like. Yeah, I don't know, cause, cause, cause honestly, like, like, and it, I think Joaquin Phoenix in this movie is is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like his character is not as interesting as uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Oh, okay. Huh. And, and there's not there's not enough to him to make me really sympathize with him at all. Okay. Uh, like, like, no real reason for why he is as just as broken as he is, uh, you know, and and no real sympathy for him for any of his actions or. See, I kind of was very sympathetic towards him. I mean, because you know the you know, like he just gets out of the war and he's like it, it, it's sort of alluded to that his parents and his family life are pretty fucked up and weird, right? And uh, and to top it off, he reminds me so much of a of this guy I know. I haven't seen him in years, but uh, who who was in the Gulf War and had some similar similar things with not only you know his life in the war, but with his family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it reminded me so much of, it. and he even sort of looks like him a little bit, which was fucking crazy. Well, you thought he looked like everybody. <laughs> he looks exactly like. Joaquin Phoenix in this movie looks exactly like whatever the actor's name is in uh, Matchpoint, the main character. Uh, Jonathan Riss Myers. Yeah, that guy. I guess. I don't know. No, he has. Uh, yeah, they're they have similar features. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I was like, I would have bet, you know, like my paycheck that that was the same guy. Oh man, I should have <laughs> taken that bet. Better <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to use that extra fifty bucks to fund your cult. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, no, I, I wasn't talking about my four day a week Mavericks paycheck. I was talking about my one day a week paycheck at Weekly Arts. That's twice as much money. <laughs> um, but yeah, you reminded me so much of my friends, uh, or this. I, well, I hold on for, sorry. Uh-huh. You don't get a paycheck for Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I get cash yeah. if it's there. If not, no pay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it reminded me of that guy so much that I felt a lot more empathy for him probably than I would have if I didn't have that association there. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have that association, so yeah, I, I didn't really feel too much for him. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, I guess because he he's not apologetic for any of the stuff that he's oh, done. No. Yeah. So so he's not really redeemable and he's not looking for redemption. Uh and while he is seemingly looking for 
his place in the world, and, right. and I can sympathize with that because because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life, right? You know, but I'm also not as clearly fucked up as he is, right? Yeah. Well, his his uh his like method of operation seems to be to just escape, like like it, you know the beginning of the movie, like the thing that you know thrust him into the whole like film is is a. Uh, you know, he's just escaping. Right. He hops yeah. on that boat. And, like, there's a scene towards the end where he kind of does the same thing where he's just like, ah, fuck it. And he just, he's like, I can't deal with this and he escapes. Right. And I'm guessing that that's the reason he was in the army in the first place. It was he was escaping his, his like, family life. Right. So that seems to be, like, the way he deals with, with stuff. Instead of working through it or, you know, apologizing for his actions, he just is like, fuck it. Runs away. I'm, right. I'm fucked up. I'm running away. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he does do that. Sure. Okay. He got me there. No. Yeah, you win. All right. Checkmate, motherfucker. No, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, I was just saying like that, it seems like that's, that's his character. Like he, right. he can't apologize. That's just not in his, his right. toolbox, you know? Uh, and then so, I mean, I guess, I guess my problem is that, like, you know, we're, we're watching this entire movie and I guess I was just hoping at some point, there would be like some moments of, of even just just small redemption, right? And like I don't know if like you know the ending of that is supposed to be that because you know he he does. Uh, I, sure, spoil it. Yeah, huh? Spoil, spoil it. Spoil it. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Spoilers are coming. <clears throat> and then the thing is, it's not really a spoiler. Like, I don't know that this movie can be spoiled. Like, there's no twist to it. There's no, right. you know... Even uh, when you find out Paul Thomas Anderson's an alien? Uh, that's Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so at one point, the Freddy uh, escapes from this cult. Uh, you know, and it's not really clear why he does... Mm-hmm. He just leaves. Yeah. Uh, and then he winds up, uh, going back. Uh, just for, for, I don't, I mean, it's never really explained why he goes back. Well, I feel like he left because the scene before was, you know, he sort of snapped on somebody. He was like, ah, I feel like he was like, this isn't right. Right. And then I feel like he goes back because he realized he has nothing else. Right. Like there's, like, you know, he tried to, like, reconnect with people from his past and there's nothing there and he was just like right and and then out of the blue he gets this you know weird connection to the cult again and he's like you just like fuck it that's the only thing i've got i'm gonna go for it so okay so so this the uh the the impetus for him returning to the cult uh is a phone call that he gets in a movie theater which i hate by the way when people take phone calls in the theater (laughs) I do too, and I have seen fifteen movies in the theater uh, this weekend. <laughs> did, did any of the ushers bring out a phone for anyone? When I took went? about four calls. <laughs> <laughs> they they brought me a corded uh, rotary phone, right? As they do. Yeah. yeah that was weird. Does that ever? Does that happen? Uh, maybe in the fifties. I don't know. I mean, he was alone in the theater, so I can, I can give him. Some yeah, that's pants. weird. <laughs> yeah, an usher literally brings him. He's like, a "Call for you, sir." Here's right, the phone yeah. in the middle of the theater. Uh, but the, okay, so, so that, the, the phone call, was that a dream? Well, that would make more sense, because it kind of does 
like you don't see the usher like leave. It just like cuts back to him, and he's asleep right. in the theater. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. So I think that that could be a dream. Huh? I didn't right, think about. Right, I didn't right. think about that. Uh, but then, how does he know where to go? Exactly. Right. Because there's no internet. No, there is no internet. Uh, there's no GPS. There, no. There's nothing. Uh, but but he winds up going to England, where the cult has relocated to, uh, to to meet with uh, the master again. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, so, okay, so, so you say that the reason he did it was because he has nothing else. That's what I was getting uh, from it, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but then while he's there, he sort of realizes that it's still not for him. Right. Yeah, because yeah. the way he's sort of treated when he gets there. Right. Uh, well, I don't know that he's, he's not treated any differently than... He had never been treated there. Well, the daughter is pretty evil to him. Uh, the daughter wasn't there. Oh, was it the wife? That was the wife. Oh, that was the wife. Yeah. Okay. And I, again, I don't feel like she was any different to him there than she had been throughout the entire movie. Okay. She was fairly harsh throughout most yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. And also getting the, the sort of feeling that, uh, she might be sort of the guiding force behind the whole cult thing. Like, like, Paul, or, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman is, is the face of it, and she is sort of the, uh, the power behind it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that either. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just things I, I'm making up on, uh, in my head <laughs> as I talk. Right. Uh, much like uh, Lancaster Dodd. Yeah. Yeah, he he has a lot of... I mean, they're like real simple, like abstract versions of good and evil. And right, like, yeah. You know, things you can't really dispel because he's like, we've lived a thousand million times and trillions of years. And, right. You know, and you're like, okay, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, he's... Ah, oh, man, he is very charismatic, the character. Yeah. Like, it almost seems like... At times that he really does believe all that stuff because of how into it and like charismatic and you know right, right. supportive of of his people he is, but but then there's also like every scene where where he's like breaking the will of Freddy, he's like walking in the room like chewing on something like just getting fatter. Right. Um. He's like every scene it seems like he's eating. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he is kind of well fed and like I don't know, taking advantage of of the. Uh, you know, naive, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the naive and the broken. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not an easy movie to get through, I guess. No. Yeah, but 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 it's good. I feel like the only time I would watch this a second time is if I was by myself and high. Really? Yeah. That's not the answer uh, to anything. That's the answer to everything. Nope. No. Um, because, yeah, it's like, it's not like a fun, like, hey, let's get together, no, yeah. order a pizza and watch a movie. Like, this is like one of those analyze every frame. Right. You know, and no distraction kind of films because it's so artsy and, yeah. like, you know, personal. I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly, Beautiful to look at. It's, it's oh yeah, well acted. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you think is going on with uh, 
Joaquin Phoenix's face. I don't know. Thank you for bringing that up. It's like, because, I mean, it's obviously supposed to, story-wise, be part of his injury in the war. Like, part of his face doesn't really move that, that well. Right. Like, it moves a little bit, but his eye and his mouth are, like, on the on his, like, right side of his face are kind of scrunched up all the time. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell if that was the character or Joaquin Phoenix. I've never seen him look like that. Yeah, I had never seen that before either, but this is also the first movie he's really done since his... uh, When he went insane. Right, since he went fake insane. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And and honestly, like, I don't think I've ever seen any other movies with him. Hmm. Really? Yeah. You didn't see Walk the Line? Nope. Okay. Uh, I saw Gladiator, but, like, I honestly didn't remember that he was even in it. Right. And that was also, like, 10, 12 years ago. Did you see Matchpoint? Nope. <laughs> he was not in it. <laughs> um, and if I did, uh, I was too busy staring at Scarlett Johansson. Right. right. Well, that's, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's his real face, but if, if, if not, like, how did he do that? Did they right. like, if inject that's acting? Yeah. <laughs> then that's amazing. <laughs> right? I know. That's like up there with uh, some machinist shit. Right. You know, did they like inject something? They into gave him face? a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Every day before going on the set, they induced a stroke. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't know if that, I mean, it didn't look like it was CGI no. or any kind of, you know, uh, uh, maybe they glued his mouth shut. Maybe. I, yeah, side. I don't know. They could, they could do that, right? Sure. Cause I mean, cause it still moves a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it moves, uh, like, like when he laughs or smiles, mm-hmm. you know, like, like he has a full expression, but like when he's just sort of, you know, just talking and, 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 you know, just being, you know, quieter. Right. You know, like, it's only the left side of his face, you know, has, has more expression. Right, the, the other side's real subdued. And, yeah. And he also has, like, a weird scar thing going on. And, like, yeah, I could not tell if that was the actor or the character. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I would bet a million dollars it was the character. I hope. Because it yeah. looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they... Yeah, they don't really address it ever. No, yeah. In the, in the film, but. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman obviously is, is fantastic in this. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Uh, Amy Adams is, is pretty good mm-hmm. as, as the wife. Laura Dern was in it. Laura Dern was in it. Uh, I like Laura Dern. Yeah, uh, did not know she was in it. Me neither. Uh, in fact, uh, because she was barely in it, like, she showed up like four or five times before I realized that that might be Laura Dern. <laughs> I recognized her voice because you hear her voice before you see her. And I was right. like, I was like, Laura Dern? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there she is. Uh, and she really only has one big scene in the movie towards the end. And it's kind of a pivotal. It was scene. very pivotal, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, uh, Lancaster Dodd. Lancaster? Yep. He, uh, from time to time, kind of just flips the fuck out in the movie. Yeah. Um, and the, and the, the pivotal Lord Ern scene is one of those where he flips the fuck out on her. Right. Very briefly. Oh, yeah. But, uh, 
I mean, you can tell, but enough. Yeah, yeah, you can tell he doesn't have it. He doesn't understand what what he's doing or like right, have yeah. his shit together as much as he's trying to put off. Right. The, the facade slips. Yeah. There. And that and that it's like yeah, and that every single time that he flips out, it's it's exactly that. His facade slips, and you're like, ah, what a yeah jerk. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna. Yeah, it's hard to recommend this movie. Well, it is Cause, because cause it is not for everyone. Even even if someone like even if you describe the story and like you know whatever, and someone's like, "Oh, that sounds like something I would like," it still is not necessarily for that person because of the way that story is told. I mean, right. I mean, if you've seen any of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, they they unfold in a real kind of like dark and like ah, it's like there's like just all this agitation and tension and. Right weirdness to his movies and I, I can appreciate that and sometimes i really love it but i think i have to be in the mood for it right uh i don't know that i've ever been in the mood for a paul thomas anderson movie but everyone that i've seen i've enjoyed greatly yeah uh but uh, the other ones that i've seen like i would not have had this hard of a time reviewing yeah you know, like like i could have told you straight up you know I liked that movie, and this is why. Whereas I'm not having that easy of a time right. with this one, but I do think I like it. I think I do too, and uh, and I think that's a good sign. Like it, ah, oh man, it just makes you feel weird. It makes you think, and uh, yeah, and it makes me go back and forth during the film. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a struggle. Yeah, I, I guess. If you're prone to like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, like anyway, mm-hmm. then go ahead and watch this one because because it's another one of his movies. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like a rewarding piece of literature. Like once you finish it, you're like that was amazing. But it's not like a piece of entertainment that you're like, no. I- I'm having a great time. No, definitely yeah. not a piece of entertainment. Yeah, I mean there are like chuckle parts throughout. You know? Oh yeah, pig fucker. Yeah. Oh, pig fucker. <laughs> Or pig fuck. Uh, I think it was, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, that combination of words is just great. <laughs> yeah. uh, like cunt punt. Was that in this movie? No. Oh. I was like, I didn't catch <laughs> that. But that is a phrase I read recently and I enjoy it greatly. Because <laughs> it's, uh, it rhymes. It does rhyme. Yeah. And it also involves one of my favorite words. Punting? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the master, uh, go see it. If you're up for it, <laughs> don't, don't, it's, this isn't like, you know, date night, uh, like just <laughs> unwind and relax and watch I thought movie. you were talking about the actual movie date. Oh, well, yeah, it's dissimilar <laughs> to that film as well. <laughs> but yeah, it's, oh, yeah, I think it's worth watching if, if, you know, you're smarter than us and, uh. <laughs> And you, you know, you can you can deal with something that's a little more demanding of a of an audience, right? Yeah. Uh, basically, if you were with me in the audience to watch GI Joe Retaliation this Saturday, uh, this movie is not for you. <laughs> I gotta go take a pee break, so we should quit talking about this movie. Well, we're not doing much. We're good not doing anyway. very good here, so yeah, might as well just give up. Yeah. All right, we'll be back.
I was searching for something I could not describe So I stared at the sun Till the tears filled my eyes Well I thought I was empty So I paid the cost But now that I'm found I miss being lost Well I opened my heart And I let Jesus in With the promise that I That he died on the cross Now that I'm found I miss being lost Now that I'm found I miss being Back to gutter trash. Hello. What's up, pal? Not much, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You got your pee break? I did. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, sometimes it is. Yeah. Bodily functions are great. Sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. I peed a lot yesterday. Really? Like yeah. a horse? Uh, not like a horse, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Because uh, I'm sure that would have been amazingly great as well. Because you've seen a horse. Pee. I have seen a horse pee recently, yeah. and it was it was pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd uh, never seen that happen before, and uh, it was a revelation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was enjoyable and entertaining. Yeah, yep. See, this is the kind of guys we are. <laughs> the master confuses us, but watching <laughs> horses urinate, love it so good. <laughs> <laughs> we're simple folks. We're, yeah, we don't try to hide it though. We don't. We don't put like perfumes and fancy dress on and parade around town with with monocles. No, no, we just sit at home and masturbate and listen to you know Black Sabbath and we're just dumb. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I think I have done all of those things in the past two days. <laughs> I'm sure we both have. 
Well, I know we've both sat around, and I know we've both listened to Black Sabbath. Well, then we're three for three. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you with the horse piss story. No, there's no, oh. Uh, oh. nothing else to it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, we, I guess we should talk about, uh, our, our weekend of arts. Yeah. Um, I was uh, going to talk about space on the, do you, yeah. do, we, do we segue into that or I just talk, start talking about space? <laughs> hey, you, uh, there was a reason you weren't on last episode. Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, that's right. Uh, because you were at space. I was at space. How'd that go? <clears throat> space for the listener, who is Brian John Mitchell, who was there, <laughs> is uh, the Small Press Alternative Comics Expo in Columbus, held every year um, by Mr. Bob Corby and his cohorts. Yeah. Um, it was great. Really? Yeah, it was great. Just because I wasn't there? No, you were there. <laughs> I mean, for part of it. For, I was there for about two hours. You know, maybe, actually... I was trying to figure out why. Maybe it was because you weren't there. Uh, Sunday was the busiest Sunday I've seen at Space, at least in the last five years. Right. I mean, it was like just as busy as Saturday, huh. which was crazy. Right. Because um, it's never... There's usually a drastic yeah. drop-off. Oh, yeah. It's usually just the dealers buying from each other on right. Sunday. Maybe a couple stragglers, but it was like steady. Yeah. So so because I didn't go this year... More people showed up. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you had an amazing time because I, I wasn't there with you the entire weekend. No, no, no. That's exactly what you've said. And so that's you're putting words in my mouth. I'm just putting words in your mouth that you already had in there. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I sold some stuff, which was cool, and then uh, bought some stuff, which was cool. And right. uh, Kathleen couldn't make it either, so I got her some. Some Dazzler sketches. She loves the Dazzler. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I know you've uh, done that in the past for her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think even I've been uh, sent out on a mission or two to do that. Yeah, yeah I believe so. In previous years, not this year. Right, right. Because right. you weren't there. Because uh, yeah. you were watching horses pee. Right, exactly. <laughs> you had better things to do. I did have better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> that was among them. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a good time. I had a good time. I hung out with Brian John Mitchell. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you guys uh, hang out after the show at all? Yep. Uh, on Saturday. Not on, on Sunday, we just kind of, like, he was just driving straight home. So he was uh, just, like, he just kind of hopped in the car and, you know, did the endurance drive. Right. But, yeah, Saturday, we, we all went out to the Mexican restaurant that me and you went oh, to. Oh, you watch. found it. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's on... Uh, Dublin Granville, it's called the Hacienda Casa, Casa de Hacienda Grande or something like that. Okay. I know right. the word Casa and Hacienda are both in the title. All right. Um, it's not the one that was directly across the street, right? No, okay. no. Right. No, it was like, uh, maybe like two miles away. Okay. Across from a Popeye's chicken. Right, okay. Because uh, I know, uh, uh, I don't know if I talked about it on the solo episode. Uh, but, uh, for, for about a minute or so, uh, me, uh, Joji and Juliet were, were kind of trying to find it because oh, yeah. I, I told them that it was the best Mexican I'd ever had. Uh, but then we gave up pretty quickly when I realized that I had zero idea where the hell it was. I, I sort of <clears throat> thought I, like I knew like the direction it was in, but I would have thought 
it was a little closer than it was, and uh, Ryan was like, no, it's on the other side of the overpass, and he was right. Uh, um, well, I'm glad you both found it. Yeah. Did you amazing. guys have a taco for me? Um, I had a burrito for you, okay. but it was a vegetarian burrito, so you didn't like it. Nah. <laughs> You're right, I didn't. I for, I'd forgot that they bring out, in addition to chips and salsa, they bring out free like bean dip and Mexican yeah. coleslaw. That was great. That place is awesome. That place is awesome, and I would like to go back there again yeah. sometime. That, well, it was weird because the table behind us was like a dozen cowboys in full like cowboy gear. Because there was also like a some sort of Western convention at this at the same hotel as, really? as us. Yeah, really? I saw some cowboys walking around. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" But uh, there was like some sort of Western thing going on. Where the hell did they? Because as far as I know, there's only the one ballroom, isn't there? I don't know. I saw a couple hanging out in the bow ties lounge. Okay. And then I saw some at the Mexican restaurant. Huh. Maybe it was like not at that hotel, but but I don't no, know. They, they were at the hotel bar, there. so I don't, yeah, I don't know. Well, I do know that you know from from my years of experience working at hotels. Oh. Uh, sometimes you know uh, a a group, you know whatever, will uh, not only like like you know. The space show is at that Ramada Inn, right? Uh, but uh, you know, sometimes they will organize with other hotels around in the area to have like a group rate. Okay, even though the actual thing is being held in a different location, right? Like maybe it was not a hotel; it was just like at a right, right, yeah, right, right. They rented out a barn or something. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so that was that was weird. Are you sure they just weren't cosplaying? <laughs> Maybe they were all yeah, yeah for like, those uh, indie mini comics about cowboys and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like Ragged Rider and yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and uh, so did you actually make money this year? I I actually sold enough that I paid for uh, my table, my gas, and all my food for the weekend. Nice, which was pretty good. That's. Yeah, maybe I just should never go with you to <laughs> But I, I didn't pay show again. But I didn't pay for my hotel or the printing cost of any of my books. Right. So, yeah. so I still wouldn't say like it was lucrative, but it was it was definitely worth doing and like, right. it was it was fun, so like I don't like I've said it before, I look at that show as like a little mini vacation. Right. So if I if I spend money on a hotel and some food, that's fine with me. Right. It's still fun. Um but yeah, and I got some awesome comics. I haven't read even like a fourth of them yet, but um, yeah, there's some good stuff. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked. That's cool. Well, did a Pat Kane ever show up? Pat Kane did show up. Yeah. He did. Uh, for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then he, he took off. Um, I think that was Saturday. No, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. Okay. Yeah. I think I think it was Sunday. Uh, he sent me a message at one point telling me that he was going up there because I guess he thought that I was going to be up there. Like, oh, oh, like, we can. Right, yeah. Uh, but alas, I was not. Yeah, I think he was only there Sunday. And like, I didn't talk to some of the people I planned on. Like, I didn't go to Durf's table. Um, right. We reviewed his book, my friend Dahmer, but. I liked his book, but I was like, I don't know what I would say. And I'm not, right. I don't plan on buying anything from him, so I don't want to be like, I like your book, and just right. walk away, you know. So, um, plus I heard from like three different people that he was not awesome. Okay. At the show. Huh. 
So I don't know. Maybe he's having a bad day. Could be. Um. Yeah. yeah. So so how about you? How was your weekend? Uh, I talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't talk about the horse piss. No, I uh, talked about it now. Huh. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, yeah, that Saturday I went up, uh, hung out with uh, you and Brian for about two hours, and hung out with uh, Joe and Juliet all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to an awesome comic shop. What? Uh, Did you go to Mavericks? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, again, I talked about it on the the solo up, but yeah. I'll, I'll give you a recap in, in case you, you don't recall. The Laughing Ogre? We went to the Laughing Ogre and then got into an argument with the, oh, lady, the lady that, that works there. That's right. Uh, she'd been to Mavericks before. Yes, yeah. And she did not like it. Did not have a positive experience How, about Mavericks. What is wrong with that lady? <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably didn't have a good experience that day either. Yeah. And not because of her. Just because I was at Mavericks. Right, yeah. Um... Yeah, and then uh, that Sunday I didn't do the goddamn thing. And, uh, yep. <laughs> I got to, I gave Doogie, I gave uh, Doogie's courier the hand mirror to oh, deliver. Oh, okay, right, to yeah. deliver, So I guess that's safely in his hands. That's good, that's good. Yeah, he's still in Cedar Point, so right. I have no idea. But I guess he got it. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, congratulations on having a... A successful Ericless up uh, weekend at space, <laughs> and uh, I guess I, I just won't go with you uh, ever again uh, to any convention. I I shouldn't anyway. Uh, if anything, <laughs> uh, what I've learned is that uh, people have uh, better convention experiences uh, without me than with me. Are you are you a convention? Uh, I'm like a convention light, cooler. Yeah, <laughs> convention cooler. Wow. Yeah. Because because uh, my my former partner uh, Bruce Hughes uh, he has uh, done far better uh, without me uh, doing uh, conventions at uh, comic shows. Uh, Kurt Dins has done uh, much better at Horror Hounds uh, without me, and uh, Jason Young apparently does much better without me. Well, no, so. the best the best I ever did at Space you were there, but it was the year I won the award, so yeah. I sold more that year. Oh, okay. I actually made some money that year. All right. So, so, so your powers. Uh, All right. Well, then it's just me. I don't sell a fucking thing whenever <laughs> I do a convention. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Maybe Not next that time. I'm bitter. No, it didn't sound like it. <laughs> oh. You should run out that same Ramada uh, conference room for your your cult uh, when you when you print up your pamphlet. <laughs> See how that does. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Um, but, yeah. Well, glad you're back. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Good to be back. I I enjoyed the weekend, but, yeah, I definitely uh, was uh, glad to be back to Dayton. My, my home. My home away from home. No, my home. No, my it's home. just your home. It's my home. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, anything else fun going on? Uh, no. You've seen films. I have seen a lot of movies uh, in the past uh, couple days. It's it's crazy. Not really. It's a lot, even for you, isn't no. it? Isn't it? Nope. Well, I mean, theater-wise. No, not really. Really? Yeah. Three, th- th- three movies in two days? Yeah. That's, pretty, that's a lot. Uh, I've seen like four or five movies in the theater in like the span of two days. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, not recently, but right, you know. right. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, uh, it's all perfectly normal. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, I guess not really normal, but uh, you know, not uh, not abnormal. Hmm. I've never seen three movies in two days at a theater ever. Right. Well, no, that's not true because I've been to <laughs> I've been to marathons where I saw three movies in one setting. But, right, right. But other than that, I've never I've never like went to like multiple movies. Well, I used to work at a movie theater, so I've, oh yeah, I've seen sense. movies every day actually. So, but of course they were free at the time. That's a little bit better. So that helps. Yeah, uh, and, and as for me, I. I uh, I can only go see movies at the theater when I know that they're cheap. Right. If uh, you have a coupon. <laughs> uh, when I have a coupon. Uh, or if uh, I go to the very first showing of, of the day, which is only $5. Is it just the first showing that's $5? Yep. Really? Yep. I did not know that. I thought it was like until noon or something. Nope. Okay. That's good to know. Very first showing is $5. And then after that, until 6, it's seven $7.50. And then... Prices jump up after six for evening prices, right? Which is I don't know, it's dumb. Yeah, everything. Yeah, why are things more expensive at night? Like even like if like there's restaurants around here that oh yeah, you actually get lunch and dinner. Yeah, Yeah, like I I know restaurants where you get less food. Yep. Because you know you don't get the whatever like the salad or whatever that comes with the lunch and the same portion and it's more expensive at nights. Like does it make sense? Uh, I don't know. You know, uh, is it and, like a vampire tax? Like are they fighting vampires by being a <laughs> open with extra money? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Funding the war. Right. right. Uh mayhap. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh it sucks. Yeah. Uh, Especially know. for those poor bastards that, you know, don't get off till after six. Like right, I, get, yeah. I get up at eight. So if I wanna do something Right, it's yeah. more expensive. Well, I mean, you know, like even if because uh, I get off at four, but it still takes me till like five or five thirty to get home. Right. By the time I like, you know, no movie is starting at five thirty. They're right. only going to start after six. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I get screwed on the weekdays, unless I go on a Wednesday when all day is five dollars, and then you know the fucking place is going to be crowded because right. everybody wants to go pay five dollars for a movie so they can text each other right, during yeah. the movie. Oh god. I know our pal Matt Brassfield goes and sees like two movies every Wednesday. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he doesn't work. Yeah. Wednesday. So yeah, so he goes on the five dollar day, and, uh, which is also his day off, and then sees two movies a day. Well, that's awesome. Every week. That's, that's pretty good for yeah. ten bucks. Yeah. Or you know, if you're smart, you can just sneak into the other movie because <laughs> right. you're already there. Yeah. And they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Nobody texts you ticket. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, the movie I saw today, I could easily have just wandered into another theater and... They don't do a head count or anything. No, like. yeah. Hmm. As as long as someone else has uh, bought a ticket, they're going to show that movie. Right. Yeah. What so. if they only saw one ticket and, like, they walk in the theater and there's, like, 24 guys in there? No, they don't give a shit. Yeah. They do not give a shit. And also, they won't walk into the theater because they don't do that anymore, apparently. Really? They don't? But I've been to three movies in uh, <laughs> two days, and uh, I've not seen any employee walk into the theater at any point. I know the last time I went to the theater, a guy like came in and just kind of looked around. Uh, but they're supposed to. Yeah. At least, I mean, back when I worked in the theater, uh, we had to do temperature checks, which was uh, there was a little thermometer oh, down yeah. by the screen. You had to go and look at it, make sure that the uh, yeah. theater was at the optimal temperature. I've seen them do that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen anyone do that in a long time. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, I saw some movies. Yeah. You want to talk about any of them? I can. I wrote about them all on my blog. Right, right. But, you know, you know me. I like to repeat things <laughs> and then talk about things that I've done, especially if because uh, it's the only thing that I've done. And maybe uh, the listener didn't see them yet. Right, yeah. But uh, you can always go to my blog. It's uh, seanborn.net. Mm-hmm. I draw a drawing a day and uh, review any movie that I see. It's pretty cool. Yeah. This service is free. It too. is, yeah. And nobody goes to it. Nobody. Well, I uh, just added uh, something to my website so that I could see how many visitors I get. Uh-huh. And uh, you have to like register like your, your website with like another s- service first. And uh, they told me that uh, I do not get enough hits uh, in order to be able to register. Oh wow! To see how many hits oh, wow. I get. Well, they probably have to get like a thousand a day to qualify. Got a trash qualifies. Well, certainly yeah. nobody's doing that. I'm sure we get a thousand a day, right? <laughs> oh. Um, anyway, it's it's fine. Listen, uh, in the past three or four weeks, I have realized that uh, I don't have friends. Uh, nobody particularly cares for me or wants me around. Uh, nobody pays attention to anything that I do. And I'm, uh, you know, uh, just, just widely ignored and invisible. And I'm almost coming to terms with that. And so, like, with another two weeks of this, and uh, I will be perfectly fine. And we can finally hit that uh, place where I just uh, disassociate myself from everything. Well, that's not good. Not looking forward to that. Okay, well, be my friend then. <laughs> what are we doing right now? Pretending. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So, what'd you see? <laughs> uh. By the way, not joking about anything I just said. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh. So I saw Evil Dead first thing Saturday morning at like ten fifteen. Uh. The the, the remake. Right. I should say. Right. Yeah, I should should clarify that. Uh, there's no revival screening of the original movie anywhere. Maybe somewhere. Maybe somewhere. Not in Dayton. Not here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I saw the remake of The Evil Dead. Uh, although I learned, apparently, that it's 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 a remake, but it's also a quasi-sequel. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not a direct continuation. It's just sort of... Uh, they're basically treating it as if... Uh, Similar events to the original unfold 30-some years later. Okay. With, I did with not different know people in the same cabin, in the same book. Uh, see, I did not know that. I thought it was like just... I, I, but for the most part, it's just a remake. So in in the world of the remake, in the world of the new one, that first one has happened? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And apparently the plans are, uh, if if the movie gods have their way... That, uh, obviously, uh, this remake has, has been successful. There's going to be an Evil Dead 2, uh, direct continuation of the remake. Uh, and it has also made possible for there to be an Army of Darkness 2. Huh. Which will be a continuation of the Bruce Campbell Evil Dead series. Right, right. And then followed by a film... That will tie the two of them together. Hmm. I'd be a little skeptical about that. I am very skeptical about all of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did see the remake. 
uh, and and I, I wrote about it. Uh, but but I will also uh, I apologize if you've already read that, but I will repeat pretty much what what I tried to say in the blog is that uh, uh, the best remakes are the ones that uh, sort of take that basic premise and then just do their own thing with it. You're right, like yeah. like David Cronenberg's version of The Fly, or or the uh, the new version of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, this one pretty much just recreates the old one. Ah. Like, not shot by shot or anything like that, but just plot points. You know, and then there's... And it may be because that it is, you know, sort of set in the same world as the, the other Evil Dead movies, that, uh, you know, the, these are all in there. But but there are so many just like winks and nods to the original movies right. that it really becomes distracting. Like, uh, like like there there is a scene where uh, someone runs to the tool shed, you know the the, the famous tool shed, right? And, and they throw open a door and there's the chainsaw sitting right there, like and then it's like almost the exact same like camera cut, you know, right to the chainsaw. But then, like, the camera pans down, and there's, like, a car battery, and the guy grabs it. <laughs> you know? Well, if it's, set, if it's set in the same house, I wonder if it's, like, the evil is offering up the same chances. Like, it's, like, a game, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, like, what I read after I saw the movie was that the, the writer-director basically said it was sort of him, you know, saying that uh, <clears throat> it's the exact same cabin from the original movies, but, like, you know, somebody else bought the cabin and then sort of spruced it up a little bit. And right. And then, you know, like, you know, just similar events, you know, played out. But, like, you know, all the stuff that was originally there was just still there. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. Not, not just the evil, <clears throat> not just the evil stuff, but, like, just the actual the items, stuff. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, Sam Raimi's car is also still there. <laughs> right. Because it is there. There, you know, which is, again... To me, like, you know, not knowing that before I saw the movie. Because, you know me, when I go see a movie, I try to avoid... Spoilers. As much as everything is humanly possible. Like, I never saw a trailer for this movie. I never saw a commercial. Oh, really? Okay. You know, all I knew is that it was happening. Right. And that uh, up until, like, Tuesday of last week, I was still not sure whether I was even going to see this movie ever. Right. You know? Uh... Uh... But you know, it's, yeah, yeah. The 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 classic is uh, is in there. The car, the car, whatever, whatever kind of car that is. Uh, I believe it's an Oldsmobile. Uh, other than like the the model of it and the the year, I do not know. Right. Yeah. But Sam Raimi's car. Not no longer drivable. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's the same car that was in uh, the Spider-Man movie. Uncle Ben's and, car. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, it was allegedly supposed to be in Oz, the Great and Powerful, but, uh, I couldn't tell you, I, right. I don't recall seeing it, and it would have been super out of place yeah. in that movie. Unless they, like, took it apart and made a wall out of it, and then put it back together. There was a scene where, uh, in that movie, where, uh, they, uh, the munchkins, uh, create, uh, um, a bunch of scarecrows. And, uh, they, they power them with, like, pedals and stuff. Okay. It's like, is 
that's supposed to be well, something from like, the hood of the car. Pieces right. from from the classic. Yeah, that'd be something at least. Right. Yeah. At least he could, he could still claim it as part of his streak. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, of course, Bruce Campbell is in Pause the Great and Powerful as well. I didn't see it. But, uh, anyway, so Evil Dead. Uh, so yeah, so just it's it's it just plays out the same plot and like some of the things are just exactly the same as, as the original. Right. But uh, but you know, modernized, you know, uh, with with a different cast. I thought the trailer looked awesome. Again, never saw the trailer. But I will say, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not original at right. all. Yeah. Uh, like, like I, th- there was a part of me that was just hoping that it was going to be taking the basic premise and then just doing something really cool with it. Right. Instead, it just took the basic premise and made the same movie. Like, even tone-wise, was it the same, like, fun level or whatever? It's uh, the same as the first movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is a not darker. A little right. darker, yeah. yeah. It's not until Evil Dead 2 where they, they made it, you know, comedic. Right. I wonder if they're going to do that with this one. Uh, that would be weird. Because cause if, cause if they don't with the second one, that's probably fine. But it's like, uh, if they do some sort of army darkness thing, but it's not funny. Right. It might be just yeah. not, not as interesting. I don't know. Well, well, the way that this movie wraps up, because, I mean, you know, because... The original Evil Dead 2 is basically a remake of the first one anyway, right. just with a different tone. Uh, so, but if they are continuing the story of, of this version of Evil Dead, then uh, I don't see how they're going to make it comedic in nature. Okay, yeah. Uh, it still seems like it will be a, a harrowing, you know, gore fest. Right. Which is fine. Because, uh, yeah, sometimes you're in the mood for that type of movie. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and this movie delivers. Like, it, it really does. It looks, yeah, like, because from the trailer, I saw lots of, like, liquids. Oh, yeah. It, was it's, like, a, that, that it's, cool. it's a very wet movie. Yeah. It yeah. is wet. <laughs> uh, possibly sticky. No. Um, it, it was good. It was It was good. Like, like it, it has its flaws, and, and for every new thing that it tried to bring to the table, it had, like, ten other old things that it also brought back. So, you know, it just... It it was just... It's disappointing in the fact that it is so much like the original. Right. But but it was good. You know, I I can recommend it as a movie. I'm sure I'll watch it. I'm sure I will. I just don't know. I'm pretty sure I won't see it at the theater. Right, right. But I'd like to see it. Uh, but you know, the acting was good, you know, good characters, you know, likable characters, or at least enough to, to make you care. Right. You know, there's like one character for sure, like, uh, like honestly, like she gets introduced and then eh, forgot that she was even in this movie until <laughs> like, you know, there's a scene with her again. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, she dies. Right. Spoiler. <laughs> Everybody dies. Oh, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, right because uh, the evil dead they uh, they don't discriminate nope. <laughs> they're not like uh, Jason Voorhees no, he no. spares the children Yep. Uh, but no it was good and uh, it had uh, all practical special effects pretty much Nice. at least like 90% all practical that's awesome and, and it looks great you know, uh, I respect that oh yeah 
Because uh, there is nothing more bullshit in the world than seeing digital blood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, how hard is it to, to mix up some red liquid? Right. Like, I could see if you had to destroy, like, a building or a bridge or something. Right, but, yeah. You know, like, but even then, you know, make a miniature. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> uh, like, what was it? There was something I read about some movie, like I can't even remember what movie it was or anything like that, but it was the the, the directors and, and the writers were talking about how they they spent so much time trying to figure out how to do like a particular effect and uh, in, in CGI, and it just they couldn't get it to look right. <laughs> like nothing that they did made it work, and they wasted weeks trying to do this, and then they said finally, just fuck it. You know, let's try to do it practically. It took them three and a half hours and looked perfect. <laughs> See, yeah. 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 I mean, I can understand using both. Oh, yeah. But, but like, use, use it like a toolbox. You don't have to hammer everything into place. You exactly, can, right. You can screw yeah. some things in. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure there was some CGI in this movie, and then it, but it was all, you know, it just enhanced right. the things that were already there. Right, you know? instead of, like, just relying on it as a... Exactly, yeah. Right. Rather than having, you know, people fight, you know, sticks with tennis balls on them, you know. Right, yeah. You know, there, there was actually something there, and then they, you know, added it. Right, yeah. Right. No, I respect that. Yeah. Totally. Another movie that I watched that uh, probably relied more on CG than uh, any other thing was uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Uh. I think they CGI'd in the rock's muscles. Uh, oh, there's a lot of CGI, huh? Yeah, I'm sure there was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, but, you know, for a movie like that, you kind of just, it's part of the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no the master. <laughs> it's, it's G.I. Joe retaliation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I liked it for what it was, which was just big, dumb, and loud roller coaster type yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know the, the the best parts about it were were the the Snake Eyes ninja parts. Right. Okay. Uh, but but the other parts weren't so bad either. You know, uh, had a had a Cobra Commander in it with an actual Cobra Commander mask. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, hood or helmet? Helmet. Yeah. Uh, reflective helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Fireflies in it. Storm uh, Shadow. Right? Storm Shadow. Uh, the Roadblock, Lady J and Flint are the main Joes. Along with uh, the original G.I. Joe, Joe Colton. Wow. Played by Bruce Willis. See, that look, looks fun. Yeah. Like, was, I, I hated the first one, but, right. this, but this one looks fun. Uh, you know, I, I liked the first one, and, and I really liked this one. I liked it a little bit better. I hope I do too. I hope you do <laughs> as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't rightly recommend G.I. Joe Retaliation, sure. but if you think it's more for G.I. Joe fans than the first one was, though? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think there, there is more, uh, like, like, cause the Snake Eyes Storm Shadow plotline kind of plays out, at least from what I remember of the comics. Right. You know. Uh, so, you know, it seemed to be kind of faithful to that, so. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> and then, uh, and then I watched a movie today. 
this morning at 10.45 a.m. Paying five bucks for Five bucks, yeah. Can't mm-hmm. beat that. Uh, oh, yeah, because yeah, cause I paid uh, five bucks for the Evil Dead, and I paid uh, $2.50 for uh, G.I. Joe <laughs> because I had a coupon. Uh, from from the yelled on to for a year. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, so this morning I went back first thing in the morning, and I saw Rob Zombie's new movie, The Lords of Salem. Is it a witch movie? It is a witch movie. Uh, takes place in or near Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a thing that I watched. Uh, uh, not as good as G.I. Joe. Or... Uh, not as, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I guess on a technical level, it was probably better than G.I. Joe. Right. Uh, I wrote up, again, I, you know, I wrote up a review for it on my blog, uh, this morning, uh, after I saw it, but, uh, like, I've been thinking about it all day, and... I'm almost reversing my opinion on it. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Uh, cause it is very technically well made. Right, right. Uh, and, and it's, it's original. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, it's got a lot of, uh, homages and, and, uh, you know, very, uh, it definitely wears its, uh, its influences, you know, out and proud, you know. Right. Uh, like, like it, it, it definitely has a uh, very Stanley Kubrick vibe to the entire thing, uh, and you know, uh, very Rosemary's Baby and the Sentinel and the Exorcist, and then like you know all those like sort of mid seventies religious supernatural horror movie right, kind right. of things, all you know very uh, you know. Definitely, uh, influenced this movie. Uh, but it is, it's unlike any of the other Rob Zombie movies. Right. You know, it's, it's very slow and deliberately paced. Uh, you know, building more atmosphere, you know, hmm. over like shock or gore or anything like that. This sounds like if I had to watch one more of his movies, it would be this one because I've seen a couple and I didn't like them, but right. this one sounds more. More up my alley than the other ones. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, it's also almost too slow. Right. When I was just bored yeah. through a lot of it. Uh, and it's a fine line when you're trying to do a movie like that, right? Yeah, and I think he crossed it pretty much. Uh, it also doesn't help that I didn't give a shit about the main character, right? Like yeah. at all. Yeah, that sort of. Kind of takes you out of the experience of rooting right. for someone. I mean, yeah, she's just, uh, it's played by Rob Zombie's wife, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie. And, uh, she's not a great actress. Uh, at least not enough to, to hold the whole movie on her own. All right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I can't rightly recommend Lords of Salem. But at the same time, your mileage may vary. Your what? Your mileage oh, may vary. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it if if it comes on DVD. Right. Or you know, it, it and it's like I told you earlier. Like like I'm I'm very rarely, 
you know, someone who wants to ever go back to revisit a movie to see if I have a different opinion of it on a second watch. Uh-huh. But this might be one of them. Like, like usually if I watch a movie a second time, it's because I really liked it. You know, not because I had mixed feelings about it. So both movies you watched today are sort of like that, though, right? Uh, I would say I would much rather watch The Master sooner than I wa- would oh, watch okay. uh, Lords of yeah. Salem. But, you know, a little bit. And, honestly, uh, <laughs> there were some similarities. Similarly paced at times. Similar paced, uh, similar lead characters. Really? Kind okay. of broken. Uh, she had least, a weird face, too. Uh, she did, but that's just age. Yeah. And she also had uh, dreadlocks and uh, 42-year-old women with blonde dreadlocks. Just doesn't look right. Huh. Is that her real hair? Uh, I don't know. I would uh, guess. Uh, uh, and also, uh, both have scenes where there's just uh, a ton of naked women standing around. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that in the Master. That no, was, we did that, not. That yeah. was weird. Yeah. Is that, that was another hallucination, right? Uh, fantasy yeah. hallucination? Yeah. Because, yeah, the Freddy character is seemingly very obsessed with sex. Yeah, oh yeah, from, yeah. The, from the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they're doing the Rorschach test and he's like, pussy cock. Yeah. Everything they show him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the master has a scene where he just visualizes every woman in the room naked. You know, no matter of uh, age or size or shape or anything like that. Or pregnancy. Right, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, there are multiple scenes in The Lords of Salem where there's just a whole bunch of... Uh, Women naked, and uh, most of them are elderly. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that is very 70s, too. A lot of 70s horror movie. Yeah. Have just, like, just shitloads of naked people. Yeah. There, there's uh, one character in that movie uh, who, uh, she's pretty much naked in every scene that she is in, and she's played by, like, a 75-year-old actress. Huh. Yeah. Good for her. Showing yeah. off. Yeah. I mean... Not pleasant to look at. Flaunted, sister. <laughs> it is not uh, pleasant to uh, look at. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest flaw of Lords of Salem was that it was just too slow and uh, unlikable lead. Right. But, but I see the It's slow. ambitious, though, and they kind of got to uh, applaud that. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially because, uh, again, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Like, when you think of Rob Zombie, like, like, Ambition and art aren't like the first things that's, that pop into my head. <laughs> well, art probably. Well, his type of art is more like our type of art, right. and I don't consider that art. Oh yeah, yeah, it's more like <laughs> pop, like poppy, yeah, yeah. nerdy, nerdy poppy art, right? Yeah. Horror art. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I really, really, really respect Rob Zombie, but the two movies I saw that he directed, I did not like at all. Or, and I liked the other ones, at least the ones that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's one that I haven't, actually, and that's Halloween 2. Uh, but I liked his version of Halloween. I liked it better than John Carpenter. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which I did not like at all. Yeah. Um, I liked Pass of a Thousand Corpses. I liked Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects just made me feel dirty. It's supposed to, yeah. So, like, not in a fun way, though. Not like, wow, what a roller coaster! Yeah, it's it's not. And I remember, I remember we actually watched it at a like a birthday party. There was like eight of us, 
It was Chris Lett's birthday party. I remember that story. Yeah, yeah. He, he chose that movie, and we were all just sitting around, like, as all the weird rape was going on and whatever. Yeah, that's not a good birthday crowd yeah, movie. No, no, it was terrible. Everybody was just uncomfortable and, like... Yeah. Like, that's... maybe that was his intention. That was, like, an art performance that he was <laughs> doing, but, yeah, none of us enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, maybe you would uh, enjoy it better uh, on your own. I don't know. Hmm. Couldn't enjoy it any less. So that's true. I'll, maybe I'll, no, I I don't think I'll ever I'll ever watch it again. But I I will see uh, Salem. What's what's it the called? Lords of Salem? Lords of Salem. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch that. Right. Uh, and that's pretty much it. No. Uh, just you know, watched other stuff on Netflix here and there. I watched a, uh, they, they have a new, uh, exclusive television program that's kind of a turd. Uh, I watched two episodes of that and gave up on it. That's uh, too bad. That's yeah. Too bad. I mean, that it's a turd. Right. Uh, and otherwise just, uh, rock for files. That's it. You're going for it too, aren't you? Oh, I am. All 5,000 episodes. There's only 123. <laughs> oh. You've, so you've watched 4,877. <laughs> 87. Seven, seventy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying a new beer. Uh, I've never, I've never. I think this is a brand new Great Lake Spirits Rye of the Tiger. Yeah, they're uh, uh, funny. <laughs> they're they're Indian Rye of the Kaiser. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> is there are there any like awesome Weird Al songs parody songs that? You heard before you heard the original? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. me too. Yeah, <laughs> most of them. Yeah, like uh, I know I I know I heard I lost on Jeopardy before I ever heard Our Loves in Jeopardy. I don't think I've ever heard that song. Really? Yeah. Oh okay. I know I've never heard the uh, the Ti song that he did. Oh really? Yeah. See, I've never heard the Weird Al version of that, but yeah. I have heard the Ti. Oh, you've heard the Weird Al version. I've played it for you. What was it? Uh, isn't it the uh, the uh uh. uh you can have whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard the T.I. first. Right, right. Uh, okay. But you, but you just heard. said that you had never heard that. I, I forgot I heard the Weird Al. Okay. So I guess, yeah. I guess. So I, you're a liar. I guess I put it out of my memory. You're a fucking liar. The T.I. version was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I heard someone acoustically cover that T.I. song. With, like, uh, I, I think it was at my house. Actually, I started saying at a bar, but I think it was. Uh, like two people played it on acoustic guitar at my house, and that was pretty fun. That was pretty good. All right. Um, but I know I heard uh, "Living with a Hernia" before I heard "Living in America." Uh, that was a good one too. Weird Al, man, what a genius! He is a genius. Anyway, you were drinking beer. Oh yeah, the Great Great Lakes Rye of the Tiger. It's yeah, you tried to trick me into drinking one of those, and it was uh, just as crappy as any other oh. fancy beer you ever made me drink. You, you said it was all right. That was the first sip. <laughs> oh. And then, uh, then I just downed it because it was awful. <laughs> oh. Well, I like it. All right. I can't blame you for that. I'm going to, but I can't. What? Nothing. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing else. Nothing. And you, uh, you had a birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, I had a birthday. I'm old now. 36. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is, uh, you are, uh, yep. I'm in the upper echelon of the 30s. Yes, you are. Uh, you are no longer a demographic. I know. Like, I've clicked on, like, I've, 
I've answered some surveys this week randomly, like one about the hotel I stayed in in Columbus and something else. And, uh, and it was like, you know, one was like, you know, the demographic thing was like, you know, 25 to 35 or yeah. 36 to 44. And I was like, I'm in a new demographic. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Really it's a demographic pretty- that nobody wants. Yeah, and I'm obsolete. Nobody gives a shit about you anymore. I'm finally obsolete. <laughs> I was so tired of getting all these calls. and yeah. uh, I'm in my final year of the demographic that oh. uh, anybody cares about. How you, how's that feel? Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to 35 yeah. and not being in that demographic anymore. 36. Or, oh. No, it's 18 to 34. Oh, really? the main demographic. Okay. Yeah, so you've been out of that demographic for well, a year. One I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the hotel one had 36 as like the starting point of some demographic. Because yeah. theirs was broken down in a bunch. It was like 36 to 44. It was like smaller increments. Well, they're doing it wrong. Oh, they're doing everything wrong. <laughs> and I told them about it. There is a... I mean, it was a... It was a fine. It was it was fine for the. Oh yeah, money. you stayed at a different hotel this year. Yeah, yeah, I stayed at the one that Brian stayed in a couple of years ago, and he, I think, he even warned us like, "Oh, don't stay at that hotel." Yeah, and it was like twenty bucks cheaper than the one that you can see across the street where space is. Yeah, but um, also you could see uh from from the the window um of my my room, which didn't feel very safe, and uh like it was like. It just felt very like like I was in an alley, you know, and like all the the entrances are all from the street. It's not like you go in the hotel and there's like a hallway. It's not right, a right, yeah. But uh, it felt a little scary. And then like when I turned on the light when I came in the room, it like blinks the whole time, like in some horror movie, you know, where it's like right, yeah. it makes that ding, 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 ding sound. Does it have that constant buzzing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I turned it off and just turned the little lamp on. But a train goes by like every half an hour. And and on uh, Friday night, it woke me up every half an hour. I did not sleep right. at all. But I don't know if their schedule was lighter on Saturday night or if I just got more accustomed to it. But I slept a lot better. I, I know I heard it a couple times um, Saturday night. But, man, yeah, it, I think it was, it'd was it be worth the extra 20 bucks to not wake up every half an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Because cause every year you and I have gone, we, we have stayed at the hotel where the space is. And I've said every year that it is worth the extra money to, because it's a relatively nice hotel. Yeah. Well, this year I was thinking I was like, ah, I'll rough it a little, I'll save a little money, and right. like it's, I like why be all posh and just you know because I mean it's nice because yeah you just you wake up and you grab your stuff and you walk downstairs and you're at the right, show. Right. But I was like, I'm literally across the street. Like I can see the other hotel from my parking lot at least. Right. Not, not from my room. All I can see is a train. Uh, uh, but but I was like, yeah, that's worth it. That's worth saving twenty bucks a night. But uh, no, it really wasn't. Yeah. Uh, did you cross the street with a walker? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> did we not tell you that? Oh, did you see somebody crossing the street with a walker? Some- yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. As we were pulling into the hotel, there was a guy crossing the street from the hotel you stayed at to the Ramada, uh, crossing with a walker. And it's a busy street. It's a very busy street. Yeah. It is, uh, like almost a highway. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a state route or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like it goes onto a highway. Yep. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and there was not a crosswalk or anything. Nope. Which, no. Yeah. Did he live to tell the tale? Don't know. <laughs> we pulled into the hotel and, uh, never looked back. So he could have died. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. I didn't hear about anybody dying. Yeah. 
there, there didn't appear to be any mess in the street or was cops or ambulances or anything uh, when we left. So, let's see, it's, yeah, it's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something I was going to say. Hmm. Earth Day? Earth Day's No, you're talking about trains. Uh, my, my co-worker moved to a, a, a new place. Mm. And, uh, so, uh, I now go to a, a different location when I pick him up in the mornings. And he is, uh, not that far from a railroad track that I have, uh, he's been there about two weeks and I've been caught there about four different times, Ooh. uh, waiting for a train to pass. That's, that's annoying. Yeah. Especially it, in the morning. You're right. Because yeah. right, you're on a kind of a tight schedule in the morning. Yeah. Because I do like to sleep as late as I possibly can. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Uh, when well, I'm coming home, it's not so much of a big deal, but, you know. Uh, but there was one evening when, uh, I dropped him off and I, uh, pulled out and, uh, the train was coming. So I was stuck there for about 10 minutes. Uh, but then, uh, you know, the one thing is that like, uh, the trains all have graffiti on them. Yeah. And, uh, some looking at the graffiti and some of it's, some of it is art. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And very well done. Uh, but I'm sitting there and watching and, uh, this train passes by and it's just a plain silver car and, uh, it has graffiti on it. Just one piece of graffiti. Uh, just, uh, somebody just literally just spray painted words on it. There was no like art to it or anything like that, but I saw it and I laughed and laughed and laughed and I kept laughing as I kept thinking about it, even though the car had long passed. And then, uh, d- even as, uh, after the train and I was driving again, I still kept laughing about it. Right? It's a box of AIDS. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that car had boxes of AIDS, or was a box of AIDS. Wow. Or was carrying AIDS. That's scary. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, mine, when I was, I was watching on, uh, Sunday morning, I was watching the train go by. I was just sitting there eating my boiled eggs. I took a, I took a, uh, Ziploc bag with seven boiled eggs with me right. and ate them all over the, uh, course of the, uh, the that's weekend. disgusting. <laughs> it was great. Um, that's, that's the reason I was able to, uh, my, my sales paid for my food, right. yeah. uh, cause I saved on all my breakfast, but, there was a train with much like that, like not in an artsy or recognizable font, just spray painted on one of the cars was Def Leppard. And I was like, man, I was like, I don't know if that was cooler if it was painted like 30 years ago and never fixed or right. if someone just did that, you know? <laughs> like, I think it's cooler if someone just did that. It's still not as cool as Box of AIDS. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, do some good graffiti, people. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna do it, do it up. Exactly. Don't just, don't, like, don't just tag a wall with your shitty little initial. Right. And ruin it. Like, make some art if you're gonna go Damn for it. I am skippy. That's, that's what I say. I agree. Hey, let's pick a comic so we can quit this. Well, I think it's up to you to pick a comic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick Revival. No. Me too. <laughs> uh, no, I am going to pick a, uh, a graphic novel, uh, that, uh, was originally published, uh, in French. Ooh. Uh, drawn by an American artist. Uh-huh. 
and uh, only just recently released in America, but it was uh, originally printed years ago. Uh, and it is called Muse. Muse by uh, D.P. Philippi, or Philippi, I don't know, and Terry Dodson. Ah, that one. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember what Muse was. I was like, it sounds familiar. Is that a band? Yeah. Well, yes, technically, yeah. but not this particular book. Okay. It was not about that band. Terry Dodson, eh? Terry Dodson. Awesome. Awesome. I thumbs up that, sir. Okay. Yeah. I don't veto. I mean, other than revival. Because <laughs> I listened to a shitty podcast last week that talked about it, and I was like, never for me. All right. I feel like I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little sleepy, too. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get to bed, honey. All right, yeah. baby. I'll get my nightcap. And by that, I don't mean a piece of article of clothing. <laughs> Well, I do. (laughs) So, goodbye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.